0: Hello, remote friends, the information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together, we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Welcome back, everyone. It's Jennifer
1: Britton, and I'm so excited to be here today with, of course, my co host, Michelle Mullins. And our special guest, Kim Avery. Welcome to you, Kim. I know Michelle's going to do a longer intro, but so great to have you here at the Remote Pathways
0: podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited about this conversation today. And I just have a heart oozing with gratitude today because two of my favorite people are in the same virtual space with me today. And I'd love to just give a quick introduction. Kim Avery is a dear friend, coach, and mentor in my life. She is the author of a wonderful book called The Prayer-Powered Entrepreneur, the Vice President of Marketing at the Professional Christian Coaching Institute, and the founder and president of Kim Avery Coaching, a global coaching firm that specializes in equipping coaches and entrepreneurs to build successful businesses as a partner with God to change the world. Kim lives in beautiful Winter Haven, Florida, with her husband, Ron, and their Australian Labradoodle. What's his name, Kim? I always fumble on his name.
2: Samwise Gamgee. So anybody who's a Tolkien fan will recognize his name. Everybody else will think that's the strangest name I've ever heard, and it's all good.
0: I love it. I was like, I practiced trying to say it several times. I was like, I'm just going to ask him. She just flows out of her mouth. (laughs) So thank you for sharing. And you're also a proud mother to Jonathan, your recently deceased daughter, Bethany, and Nina to four incredible grandchildren. And Jennifer, you know Kim as well.
1: I do. And it's so great to have you here with us because I know both Michelle and I have been guests at the podcast you co-host with Chris McCluskey, Professional Christian Coaching Today. So always good to reconnect. And thank you for spending some time with us to talk about remote work. And I can't think of anything more fun to talk about, especially right now. (laughs) Absolutely. So Kim, I'm, I want to dig into some other things, but let's get started. Like what drew you to remote work?
2: Well, I wish I could say it's because I was so wise or I looked at my crystal ball and I saw the future of the world. But I'll tell you the truth. Back 15 years ago when I started coaching, it was a little bit of an anomaly and I had no desire to do remote work. I tried to get coaching clients. Well, I did get coaching clients in my small town in Winter Haven where I live. But as the people I worked with started to change and I exclusively started working with coaches, helping them build their businesses there wasn't another coach in my town. Yeah, good luck with working in person when everybody that you want to work with is spread out all over the world, hence remote working, which by the way, I have fallen in love with.
1: (laughs) And we're we're all good company here, right? I think most of our listeners too love to work remote, most days at least. So I'm going to pass to Michelle for our second question. Michelle, what do you want to ask?
0: Yeah, so on all of those years of experience now that you've been hanging out in the remote world, what have you discovered that's really important to you as a remote worker?
2: I think that the nut I'm always trying to crack, and it's actually, Jennifer, if you recall, something I picked your brain about a lot when you came on the Professional Christian Coaching Today podcast, so thank you for that, was how can I make this remote virtual connection and relationship is authentic, as real and as effective as possible. I don't want my clients thinking, oh, I got second choice. Oh, we're settling. In fact, I want it to be better that I have a relationship with them remotely than if they lived in the same town and we could meet face to face. So I'm always looking for ways to
1: really deepen the relationship and make it more real. Yeah, so important. So important. And so I hear the passion in your voice for this work. You've been doing it a while. So what is it that you really love about remote work and get you out of bed every day? Well,
2: probably like most people who work remotely, the ability to connect with anyone from any place in the world, other than the cruise ship, that's tough. But other than that, <laughs> I've coached people on every continent except Antarctica, of course. <laughs> and I have met the most fabulous people, and only technology allows me to do that. Um, I get to choose my own working conditions. I'm what I call a real environment person. You know, the things that are around me affect my mood. And when I worked as a therapist, which is actually my back, professional background in the hospital, I was in this paneled office with one fluorescent blinking light overhead and a cheap laminate table. And I know it shouldn't matter, but I just soak up those kind of vibes in the environment and it actually really did matter. And so I love being able to create my own homey, comfy space.
1: Love it. And you so painted such a great picture of, yeah, what is the environment we want to choose? What, what do we have influence over in our
0: work of the remote space, which is a lot, a lot yes. many times. I love that because it, that's one of the opportunities, right? The little hidden gems that we have right now that maybe a lot of people aren't in tune with yet, right? Or maybe some have tuned into is that we have an opportunity. We can set that environment to have that conversation. I just love that you brought that up.
2: And the the beauty of it is we really can do it with almost anything. And I say that because I got a photograph via email today from a colleague who is suddenly working remotely, had never worked remotely before. And it was a picture of his office. And he said, this is the closet under the stairs <laughs> because he has five children at home in a small space. But he had put in a little desk. I saw a candle in the back. I saw he put something pleasing to look at in front of his computer. So there he is in the closet under the stairs. And I thought, oh, what a nice office. <laughs>
0: and so we really can make something out of almost nothing. Yes, it's so good. That's so good. And and so now you're bringing in some of the challenges that we may face, right? <laughs> but you definitely flipped that around. And I'm thinking even that conversation, what you just brought up is a way too to have some of those around the water cooler conversations. You were saying that that is also one of the challenges you know, that you have noticed yes. is that you know, it's harder to do that in the remote space. But even just what you were just describing is a, a good way to spark a conversation like that.
2: Yes. And to connect on a more personal level. But I will say it is difficult. I think when I meet with clients or with colleagues over Zoom, which is a wonderful medium, and we say, okay, we've got 45 minutes and we have a structure and we have a goal and all that's important. And even at the beginning of the call, we can carefully check in with everyone and make sure they're doing well. It doesn't replace that water cooler of, oh, I made a roast last night and I burnt. <laughs> it was the original burnt offering, right? That, that kind of binds us on a human level. And so outside of the virtual connecting I do with my clients, I really like to find other ways to try to fill in some of those gaps. And pictures does that. I think Facebook, private groups where nobody else is looking that is filled with like-minded people is great because you can put in a funny GIF or, you know, a picture of what's going on or share a joke that maybe your clients wouldn't get. And that to me, that's the other thing is, as along with trying to make the relationship as personal as possible, I I also want to get those gaps built in that it's really a challenge without meeting in person. Mm-hmm.
1: Such a such a good thing, and you're making me smile here, Kim. Because, like, I think yeah, when we spend so much time online, do we want to add any more? Right. That may be how many of us feel at the end of the day. But how do we find those micro moments for, like, a little smile of oh yes, the human connection that I I I'd forgotten about the water cooler talk because it's been many years. But yes, there's so much bonding. That goes on in a workplace around the water cooler. So, how do we do that?
2: Well, and another virtual water cooler that seems to be gaining in popularity. And don't laugh, but it's Instagram stories and Facebook stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I notice my friends and colleagues whose stories I stalk and watch religiously, and vice versa. I think, now, why is it I always like so and so stories? It's because it's not the professional front. It's because she's saying, "I just made a smoothie in the blender and I forgot to put the lid on." Look around the kitchen. <laughs> and she's showing me, you know, with her camera phone, and it's it's real. It's that water cooler moment, and she doesn't mind doing that because it's human. It's not unprofessional in any way, but she wouldn't put it in a blog post either for permanent. So it's that content that expires every 24 hours that is suddenly allowing for more water cooler moments. So I would just suggest people maybe give that a try too.
1: I love that. And actually, you're taking us to something we we, we usually don't touch on. But one of the things that's happened in the last 60 days is people are realizing, you know, there's a thin line between my professional self and the rest of my world, right? As the two worlds have merged for most folks, it's been a a bit of an eye-opener for a lot of professionals who have held the two as very distinct. So uh, here's a question, maybe you can tie in or not, but like, how does remote work allow you to do things differently? Well, the
2: beauty of course of remote work is no commuting. I joke with my husband (laughs) starting my long commute from the refrigerator to the office, you know, (laughs) 10 steps. Um, So, no commuting and all of that. But really, I can set my schedule. Being a remote worker means I have fairly good autonomy. Now, some people are employed by other people and they may not have as much ability to control their schedule. But as an entrepreneur, I have full ability. So my schedule, I work three days a week with clients, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I have Mondays off. I have Fridays off. I have, so I have five-day weekends, three-day work days. And yes, I'm kind of working on Monday and Friday. I'm pursuing my passion projects, which as a business coach, I always like to monetize my passion projects. So it's all good. <laughs> um, but uh, just the incredible flexibility that it allows me to, yeah, honor my truest values mm-hmm. in a way that has meaning to me and my family, and it doesn't have to look like anyone else's.
1: Mm. Well said. So well said. And Michelle, I know you've known Kim a long time. What do, yeah. you, what do you know about Kim and how she
0: seamlessly makes it all work? Yeah. From water cooler moments to that flexibility, I have seen all of this lived out and I'm so Blessed beyond measure just to be a part of your community and the different ways that you do life, specifically uh, remote relationships. I've been on the receiving end of that remote relationship and I'm always amazed at what a deep connection you can actually make uh, remotely. We've we've not met face to face yet and yet I feel like I've known you my entire life. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's a gift. Again, I hope it is a gift that many people will um, awaken to while we're in this crisis. You know, there's an opportunity. Another thing that I think that you do really, really well is the wonderful marketing momentum group that I have been a part of for years now. So I'd love for you to share just creatively because you are a creative solopreneur. You've done a beautiful job of bringing different components of an experience together in a program. Will you just share a little bit about what you do and how you harmonize those? Yeah. Thanks for asking. It is a six-month program, but I love your
2: word and I may borrow it, uh, Michelle. I want it to be a six-month experience. And it came out of, like you said, opportunities often come out of challenges. The challenges of working one-on-one, even back on the day it was in the phone and not on Zoom, one-on-one, there was only so much I could accomplish with my clients. And I found that I was spending so much time in information delivery because they needed to know so much about business and marketing that I wasn't able to spend as much time on coaching, which is actually the powerful part and the part they were paying for. So what if, my imagination goes, I kind of build out this back end membership site and they have access to the information 24-7, that's virtual living, at their own pace, step-by-step, walk through this roadmap to marketing and coaching success. Then when they come on the calls with me, we can coach around what they learned, but there was still a gap. There's always gaps, which is fun because there are opportunities. So the gap was, like all of us, building a business is a long process and it can get hard and discouraging. And again, I found myself spending a lot of the coaching call trying to help them retouch base with their motivation and their inspiration. So then my mind started going, how could I help them stay more inspired? Aha. Uh-huh group coaching. What if we met weekly with like-minded people with the same goal? And this week when Sam's discouraged, he sees Sue's success and all of a sudden his spirits are buoyed and he's like, I I can, she can do that. I can do that and vice versa. And so, through all of the gaps, I've been able to fill in, you know, individual coaching, group coaching. I say this just to cast a vision for people. The information's on the back end membership site. Michelle, you know, every Monday I send out a short two minute audio. I call it a Monday morning motivation. And I tell my clients, in all honesty, I just want to show up in your inbox on Monday morning with a little reminder about, oh yeah, this is who I am and what I'm about. <laughs> so, I add a helpful tip, but I do, I you know, the weeks go by. And so I want them to be reminded of that. And so the list could go on and on about the marketing momentum program. But to me, the goal is always, all right, there's a gap, but there's got to be a way to fill it. And working remotely allows me
0: the flexibility to be as resourceful as I want to be. Mm, It's so beautiful. And I have to tell our listeners, I had the gift of having my feet planted in both your program and Jennifer Britton's program at the same time. And I could not believe the fruit it produced and equipping me to serve a team so well. Mm -hmm. So um, Jennifer, I can only imagine what your heart is saying right now, listening to Kim, because you have that common ground, right? all groups,
1: right? It's like, it, it's the power of many that we can so easily activate in this remote space in a way that, you know, if we were to bring everyone physically together, we'd never have the same diverse thinking, uh, the same, you know, just creative tensions that exist within a group. So again, it's, it's, uh, you know, another
0: reason why virtual can be great at times. Mm-hmm. And and I would say what both of you do really, really well too, is you have that blend of training, mentoring, and coaching all woven in. Not only do you have this beautiful tapestry of touch points, but you also you know, bring in the different learning styles and you really think through what would support someone's success. And you really bring in all those components. So I appreciate that so much in both of you. So I'd love to know, Kim, what resources do you go to? Technology, what supports you in all of this? Well, it's probably the same as everyone else who's listening, right? The whole world
2: during this pandemic, especially, has all of a sudden become Zoomers. We're, we're boomers, <laughs> Zoomers, uh, those of us. And so, of course, I use Zoom for the video called Jennifer introduced me to breakout rooms when she came on our podcast and I experimented with that. To me, this is just interesting learning for those of you listening. I thought it was a disaster because it felt so awkward and I was not in a breakout room. I was managing it and I thought, oh, this is chaotic and this is exhausting and I'll never do this again. And the feedback was phenomenal. That's the best group we've ever had. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> you know, so so breakout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so our experiences in learning are not necessarily the same as the recipients' experience and learning. And so that was helpful. And then, of course, I'm a social media fanatic. I just the fact that Mark Zuckerberg lets me connect with two billion people daily for free. I'm sorry. I realize that he and I don't agree on a lot of business practices, but I just got to send him a thank you note and appreciate social media and the way it allows us to fill in all these little gaps.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing we haven't touched on yet is like you're not a new author, but you recently published a book, which author to author, like that's exciting. And, And I would love, you know, like how has social media helped you get your message out? Has that been a big a big piece of your your launch and building community, which is what you're so great at, Kim? Oh, thank you for asking. So the book is The Prayer-Powered
2: Entrepreneur. And the subtitle I want to talk about for a minute because it really plays into the social media question. The subtitle is 31 Days to Building Your Business with Less Stress and More Joy. The 31 Days is something I tried out on social media. So social media didn't just help me market my book. Social media helped me write my book. I would write a prayer point for a day, and then I would try it out on a Facebook Live and see if it was a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And it took me, because I'm a painfully slow writer, it took me almost a year to come up with all 31 points. And then... After that, I put together a free Facebook group with the 31 prayer points and the videos to try it out and experiment yet again. And that's when a lot of people said, you know, this could be a book. This really needs to be a book, but it's their book. It's not even my book. So the people I've met remotely have poured their life and their wisdom into this book. And then of course, once it's released, They're so eager to help spread the word because they're like, I was a part of that. I helped create that. So it's been a fun, really uh, collaborative experience from beginning to end.
1: I love that. And I love hearing, you know, the collaboration, the community, because again, I think before these last few months where everyone has, or many have had to move remote, not everyone, but I think we had, we used to hold a myth that remote equal disconnected mm-hmm. and very much your story has really shown how, in fact, it, it becomes a, a quick community movement, right? Through conversation and action and dreaming and, and dialogue and and out of it came this amazing book. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's like, so exciting. And I love the notion of challenges, right? And Mm -hmm. my CBB writing, it was about daily steps and consistent action creates momentum. And I can only imagine whether that was daily momentum or over a year, how important the regular touch points and the regular conversations were
0: for you and also the community. Okay. So the 31 day prayer challenge, I keep rolling through it. It continues to be a momentum piece for me. It keeps me... Part of my daily steps plus consistent action equals momentum is that prayer challenge. So I, I'm i just so appreciative of the book that you have written and brought into the world. Uh, uh, because, thanks for your help with it, Michelle. Yeah, it was lots of fun, lots of fun. So all that wisdom again, I'm going to tap into that because we love bringing voices, you know, from the field um, and connecting with our listeners. So what tips do you have for others about remote work? It used to be. I used to say,
2: include some in-person work whenever possible, (laughs) because there's nothing like giving and getting a hug, right? And that's not possible at this exact moment, but hopefully things will open up soon. Um, Something I've learned remotely is I think you need to communicate more frequently than you would think. And each person... But you need to take responsibility for the communication of the conversational ball. Things get lost. Things get overlooked. they're, They're not seen. And I've seen my clients sometimes kind of in that black hole write a story. Oh, they weren't interested. Oh, they didn't care about that project. Oh, they're mad at me. Oh, you know, and actually in that black hole is their email box looks a whole lot like your email box and it just happened to go by. And so communicate frequently, clearly and often and don't be afraid to reach out and reach back out again and again.
0: Yeah, being fully transparent here um, because we are human beings. Like just even having you here as a guest, we were trying to get all our schedules together. And I was, you know, communicating between the two of you. The ball was in my court, and I forgot that it was there. And Kim had sent that reminder email like, hey, um, just checking in, you know, did I, did I miss something or is it still there? It was just a gentle touch point in a funny way. And I even love the ball analogy. Like that just made it lighthearted. And I was like, oh, I take ownership of that ball. I did drop the ball. Let me see if I can, you know, bring us back on the court. And then I passed it to you. I was like, okay, ball's in your court now. So yes, it happens all the time. So I love that you're bringing light to that communication piece. Thank you.
1: So final tips, any final tips you've got for our listeners, Kim, about remote work, beyond communication, beyond what we've touched on today? Anything
2: else? Yeah, I think keeping it real. We, we always want to keep it consistent, but even more than that, we want to keep it real. It's easy when we, have, when we control the on button for the Zoom call, the on button for social media to want to polish everything and make it uber professional. And professional is good because we are professionals. There's no doubt about that. But people do not connect with Polly or Paul Perfect. <laughs> they are not going to have that relational connection you want. They don't inspire us. They tire us. They wear us out. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like the human being that sits across the Starbucks in person with us. And so judiciously, right? Be vulnerable, be transparent, do what Michelle did say. Yeah. And I've got to be honest with you. There's times I dropped that conversational ball. Or share a little tip about what your dog did or your child or your grandchild. It's really builds your brand and enhances the relationship and connection. And it's probably the scariest part. The clients I work with, they'll put out content all day long that's uber professional and uber helpful. But when I say, yeah, how about a personal post? <gasps> so really, this is an invitation to step outside our comfort zone and really grow and be comfortable
0: in our own skin online as well as we are offline.
1: Well said, so well said.
0: Now you guys have heard a little glimpse of Kim's heart and I bet you're having the same heart response I did. You, you just want to connect with her. You just want to learn more about who she is and what she does. And you even have something special for us today, Kim, right? What, is, what can we find on your website? Something about five simple emails? Tell us I'm more all- about that. I'm all about simple. Again, my clients
2: often would be, how do I follow up with somebody? How do I send a gentle reminder? How do I add value? They've not responded, but I want to stay in touch. They seem like a really good prospect and someone I could help. And so I put together... Five simple emails that will help get you clients. And they're word-for-word templates that, of course, you can tweak and change to fit the circumstance, but like fill-in-the-blank Mad Libs that we used to do as a child so that you're not sitting home and thinking, well, I would connect, but I don't know what to say. There you go. I gave you five starter emails and a few strategies on how and when to use them so that you can keep that conversational ball going back and forth over the
0: net. Oh, that's fabulous. And I love those simple emails. So thank you for that. And of course, we will feature Kim on our guest page on Remote Pathways website. Um, How else can they find you and access this resource, Kim? Yep. So my website
1: is
2: KimAveryCoaching.com. So I'll just like it's Sounds kimavorycoaching.com, and you can find me on Facebook as well. That's my favorite
0: social media outlet at Kim Avery Coaching. I would love to connect with you. Well, Kim, thank you again for joining us today and sharing your important voice with our listeners. You are truly a gift. And finally, everyone listening, please join us on our Facebook page at Remote Pathways, and let's keep this conversation going. Kim, you have brought such an important voice today of the creative solopreneur.
1: We talk all the time about the digital dozen, and there is Mo, our creative solopreneur. So you've really walked in and, and given us insights as to, like, how do we build community and how do we engage people in the water cooler t- world of virtual? Um, will you join us in a future community call? We do community calls once or twice a month where we love to have our guest guests. Speakers, I hope that you'll be able to join us one morning for breakfast. Oh, and... you know it. Um, that's not an invitation. Anyone <laughs> could turn down. I will even bring the virtual donuts. If you're oh, ready. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. And, and everyone, as always, so great to have you here. We hope that you will join us as well. Virtual donuts, virtual coffee, tea, whatever your bevy of choice is. And Michelle, Thanks again for another great episode. See you again soon. Take care.